Hello, welcome to Book Talk. At Book Talk, we get to have authors come and tell us about their books. And always we are having great authors with great books. And today, it's no exception. We have a great author with us who is going to dive us into the book, an interesting book known as Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder. What a name. <laughs> I'm eager to know what's in that book. And because we have the author with us, I'm not going to take one more minute. I'm just going to invite to the show our author, who is JD, the author. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, I'm cool. How about you? Um, I'm pretty good. And the, name, the title of the book is called Post Traumatic Streets Disorder, A Battle with Them. Oh, did Street. I say something else? You said, yeah, you said stress. <laughs> oh, ah, because we are used to the stress disorder. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a twist it's on you, it. It's, twist. it's good that you correct that and you're going to tell us the reason behind the streets disorder instead of the stress disorder. Yeah, but before yeah. I get to that, before you get to that, your name is not JD. So how does <laughs> JD well, the author tell us tell us tell us the reason behind that name? Okay, JD. Well, JD is my nickname. Um, I was adopted, so ah. I, I was born David Earl Williams. Then my name got changed when I got adopted to Justin David Reese. So my first name and my middle name is Justin David. So it's JD. So okay. everybody calls me JD. JD. Um, but the book is uh, authored by Justin Reeves. So yeah. if someone goes to search for the book, uh, Post-Traumatic Streets Disorder, that's by Justin Reeves. Now, you talk about being adopted. And before you even go to being adopted, where are you? I'm in New York City. Yeah. Queens, New, New York. York. Okay. And is that where you were born? Yes. Okay. Now, tell us about being adopted how did it come to be i was it i mean were you no let me not go into that just tell us by your own words uh, so basically i grew up in i grew up in foster care and i was eventually adopted and being being adopted it is the it, i guess it depends on the family you get adopted to some families are better than some some families are more caring than some my family the family i got adopted to was was all right i would mm -hmm. say it was all right but I still was pretty much on my own. Okay. So why being adopted? Was it didn't you have a, a family or how did it come to um, No, I grew up, like I said, I grew up in foster care. I never met my mother or my father. Mm -hmm. I was born into foster care, which means that as soon as I was born, they gave me straight to the state because my mother was my mother was on drugs and I was born with drugs in my system. So they just gave me to the state and I just grew up going from home to home to, I grew up in many different homes. Hmm. And how was the experience as you were young? I mean, as you are growing up while you are young? Well, as you're gonna learn in the book, the experience was very difficult. It was very challenging. I faced many things and it caused me to become traumatized. Mm -hmm. um, what What's some of the experiences that you uh, get, get to en uh, encounter as you're I mean, that was that that made you believe that you are not having a life that is good, that is not like any other life there. Well, start. I was young. I was abused. I had to face abuse. I had to face different things. I had to see different things. I grew up on um, in the streets at times of seeing murder at a young age and a lot of different things. 
I had to really survive on my own. Mm. Now, post-traumatic streets disorder. Why the title? I mean, and, and it's good that you corrected us in the beginning and you said it's streets, not stress. Why the title? All right, the title, the title comes from realizing that well, um, I was diagnosed with PTSD. Um, and you know, usually people that go in the military, they also they also diagnose with that. So as I was coming up and as I was thinking, I'm was realizing that I wasn't really traumatized by the stresses of life. I was really traumatized by the streets and growing up in the streets and the things I had to endure, the things I seen, whether whether it be um robbing or whatever I had to do, just living and surviving. And a lot of those things traumatized me in the same way as the medical term is. So just my little twist on it. Hmm. And how, I mean, how did you come to make the decision or when did the idea come to you that you need to put uh, whatever it is that you've been going through into writing? I've, I've been trying to write a book since I was young. Since I was 15, I started writing when I was young around 15 years old. Mm -hmm. So I've always, it was always something I wanted to do because I always knew my life was interesting. I always knew like I had a story to tell about the things I've been through, the things I've seen and the journey I was on. I just didn't know how to get it out. So last year after my brother passed and everything, um, it really like, I, I fell into a depression. I fell into a deep depression and it just, I had to learn how to, I had to hone in on something and writing was really the only thing I had that just, really was my escape was my was my go-to so i just put it all on i just put it all on paper i put mm. my whole heart on paper mm. and did you only have a brother or how many uh, i mean that's that's your blood brother as you no know. that's not my blood brother um that's that was technically my best friend but all right in the streets you know when you grow up in the streets you 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 become close to people and you, you build bonds with people and those become your brothers like me i don't have a, i don't have i don't know none of my real family i don't know not one of my blood relatives except my children mm -hmm. so growing up it'll be people that i i get real close to and they become my brothers oh yeah we are all brothers yeah. we are all brothers and when you uh, go through life uh, with someone who is undergoing the same challenges that you're facing now uh, you get to glow uh, grow closer and closer as, so i can feel you on that. Now, you put it into writing and what was the main purpose? Now, you've always wanted to uh, write and um, yeah, we kind of got that, what I was just about to ask. I mean, I mean you put things into writing and express your feeling and um, bring out those things that you went through. And how was it through the process of writing? The process of writing has its ups and downs. It is it's days where like when you tap into it and you're in the zone, you're gonna you're gonna push a lot out. And there's days where it's like almost anything in life you do, right? You 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 set an expectation for it and sometimes you don't always get that. Sometimes you're not gonna always reach that. And it's it's either you can give up or you can keep going. And that's the same thing with writing. It's it's such a journey. It, it's a long it's a long journey because you got to go through several processes of editing and everything else. So as you're going through this journey, there's times where you do feel like giving up. There's times where you like, can I really do this? You start to get doubt in the things you're right. You start to get doubt in yourself. 
but you got to push through all that and you got to and got to keep remember the end goal and what you want to accomplish to get it done mm. and some of the experiences that like i expect we are going to find in the book are well shared with people so that uh, people can not only learn what you went through but also draw lessons from the things that you went through now how would be curious to know what things are in the book uh, you have that story of uh, where you were born without knowing your parents do we have that in the book yes you got that in the book you got you got a story about the first time i seen mother you got the, the you got stories of me times i almost committed suicide it is it dives into a lot of things and also shows you a cycle of life and how like we like all right my first sentence in the first chapter says in kindergarten or first grade nobody ever wanted to say they wanted to be a killer nobody ever wanted to say they wanted to be a murderer it's just the way life's put us on a journey so you're going to see how life put me on this journey and how i overcame things like because mm-hmm. because we so we don't get to choose our environment we don't our parents live in an environment before we get here so whatever environment we're in we're in and then most of us we become products of that environment and and the things that environment brings we we tap into those things so those are kids that's in nicer neighborhoods they tend to go to better schools they tend to get better education they tend to have more resources than the kids who grew up in poverty who don't have those things hmm. oh yeah we never get to choose where we are born but then someone said we can always choose where we're gonna end up and and i'm glad that i'm speaking to someone who's been through thick and thin someone who's a witness to murder someone who may have uh, shot a gun at someone i guess i yes. don't know i don't know that's and, correct. That, <laughs> and that's true that's true in the book but then uh. we are speaking someone who is looking forward to uh, achieve greater things in life and we wish that you achieve great things in life and um you also at this point uh, have a family. Yes, I do have yes, I got I got beautiful children mm-hmm. that I love dearly. Yeah, and that, that's good. Yeah. Now, I have been looking at some of the chapters that are in the book and for those who are listening, we thank you for listening, those who are watching, thank you for your time here and we appreciate if you could uh, ask a question or make a comment we will be appreciative of the every feedback that you give to us and uh, we really thank you remember if you want to see uh, past episodes future episodes or get this episode if you found us somewhere in the middle you can always go to www.bookplacemedia.com and get that uh, episode or the episodes that are there. Now, I was saying that I was looking at some of the chapters that are in the book and uh, maybe you would mention to us what's in that chapter. Once I mention my chapter and then we see what we are going to find there once we go there. We have the long lost journey and that's just somewhere about in the beginning. The lost, long lost journey. Which is this journey you're talking about? Uh, the long lost journey is the beginning, basically. Uh-huh. That's what started the journey. This it started the path of the wrong road of me going down. So basically, I came up with that title by saying, "Okay, look," because the first chapter is called the diagnosis. So basically, you know, when you go to the doctor, they tell you what's wrong. Mm-hmm. So now I take you back a little bit further. I'm I'm telling you 
the journey I began was already long and lost. So I was doomed from the start is what I'm basically saying. Okay. And uh, um, off the sidewalk, and I'm not going to mention all the chapters, I'm just going to skip because it's for the listener who is listening or the one who is watching to go and get the book and read the whole thing. Now, I jumped a chapter there and I went to off the sidewalk. What was happening there? Okay, off the sidewalk. That title comes from basically, all right, when you off the sidewalk, that's known to be where you at, you, you're in the streets. So now it, it takes you from the cycle of what the things I've seen and things I've encountered. Now I'm into this. Now I'm actively in the streets. So this is the chapter that basically tells you the things that I was doing while me getting in the streets and me getting off the sidewalk and the things that started me in the streets. Mm. And then we go into a chapter which I believe uh, we have many people who could be going through some issues in life. And I guess this chapter could be important to them because each and every one of us, whatever we are, whatever we were born or where we may be trying to head, every point of our life, we find issues and we, we find challenges. And then the pains we experience, uh, JD talks about normalizing the pain. Tell us what's there. What's that's that's one of my favorite chapters oh. in the book. That's one of my favorite chapters. That one in the last. I think it's gonna, but, think it's gonna be my favorite too. <laughs> yeah, normalizing yeah. the pain comes from okay. I think okay, it's a process of pain, right? When we when we first we see pain and realize pain, it, it shocks us, right? When we first see something crazy in life, it shocks us. But if it keeps happening, it becomes normal to us. So mm -hmm. I'm basically telling you that. This is where a part of my life where that I'm I'm so used to being hurt, I'm so used to causing pain on others that it became normalized. So pain was normalized mm -hmm. for a lot of people, especially for people in my environment, comfort environments I come from. Pain becomes normalized, and the things we see, the things it just becomes normal to us to the point is like if you see you can see somebody get shot and it don't even really make you cringe. It's just like oh, it happened, you know. So a lot of the things that's not normal to us become normal to us. Mm -hmm. A fight breaks out, it's like, oh, well, it's like, oh, it's not nobody I know. Oh, okay. Somebody dies, you done seen death so many times. It's like, you, it's not, you, you know, you become desensitized to things. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's just what happens. It's just part of life. Mm. Or even coming to the softer things in life, to those people who may be uh, in a place that they don't like, maybe in a job that yeah. they don't, they don't exactly. like. Exactly. Or even a bad relationship. Or even yeah. a bad relationship. Yeah. You normalize the bad things happen. You normalize the pain. It's that's all that's talking about. It's just basically the things you you're normalizing things that's not supposed to be normalized, which is mm -hmm. one number one pain. Mm -hmm. And then it comes to that point in life where you have got to make a change. You've got to take some action. What was that turning point for you that you stopped normalizing the pain? That and you said, no, enough is enough. I'm going to move up. Or something happened in your life, and and maybe made you see life in a different perspective well i started having kids at 17 so i've always seen started wanted to see the two sides of life it was but my real change came last year for me that was when the real change from like was like i gotta do better it's when i was just in bed and i couldn't move like i said i went through one of the worst depressions of my life like yeah i'm used to having friends that i've been to a lot of funerals and stuff but Losing somebody that close to me, like that was dead to my heart. Lose had taken that loss right there was one of the hardest things. So 
the sun would be up. It didn't even feel like the sun was, I didn't even feel the rays of the sun in the morning. So it just came to a point where I was crying. I was crying. I would vent and I would just vent and I would just vent. But eventually I, it's the vent. And I, I'm starting to talk to myself and I'm starting to hear the things I was saying. So it was like, you know, I got to make a change. I, I want more. For, I definitely want more for my kids. I'm more for myself. The only person that's going to change it is me. There's nobody else. There's nobody going to come with a cape and, and save me. I have to do it. I have to put the work in and I have to change. Hmm. Yeah. And then what, what happened from there? I mean, did you maybe go into some, uh, some um, therapy? I took therapy. I did, I did some therapy. I, like I said, I began writing and I, I, I just took the, I started worrying about the things I could control. I started taking aspects of my life back where I could control. Like I wasn't worried about what other people were doing. I wasn't worried about, I was just worried about my goals and my children and my children. That was it. And writing. And my goal was to to write a book. So that's I became tunnel vision, where it's like I didn't want to see nothing else. I couldn't see nothing else because if I look left or look right, I'm gonna see all the bad around me. So I just became tunnel vision. I kept my vision going forward on the things I wanted to do and the things I wanted to get accomplished and the things I needed to do. And at this point, maybe I want to ask. Uh, what what are you into what do you have a career that you're pursuing are you in active employment? Uh, do you have a business or yeah i have a i have a book publishing company called visionary king publishing i've also um been doing motivational speaking so i also speak to the people mm, that's beautiful and now we uh are in a point in the book where we uh, have a chapter that is titled the post-trauma what's that the, po the post-trauma is basically saying okay you got the pre-trauma the thing that happened then you got the post the post-trauma is basically just saying after after all the trauma this is where i'm at right now like you know what i mean that, that that's towards the end of the book so now like i said the book is going to take you on a cycle so mm -hmm. like you're gonna you're gonna see you're gonna go through a cycle and a lot of the stuff i wrote i also did it for a lot of people a lot of people judge what they don't know a lot of people judge people that come from these backgrounds and don't understand that a lot of people if they had a, a better option or a different choice they wouldn't be in these they wouldn't be in these circumstances they wouldn't be in this situation but the environment put them in a situation so the post trauma is like okay this is what i went through and now i'm showing you what i'm doing to heal and things like that that is uh some of these things that we are doing right now sharing the book and uh, the lessons in the book and you choose a path at this point where you are giving back to the society somewhere that you you want your words to bring change to some individual who is going through some challenges i guess now but you still have a battle within was that before or do you still have that battle and that's a chapter no nah, i'm still seeing just the cool thing about it, because I'm still dealing with it. Like the battle within is to say, all right, because now we know I'm trauma we're traumatized. A lot of people that most people that come from these environments that have been through something, whether it's an abuse, but you're traumatized, right? So it's always the battle of when you want to do more, but the things can you do more? You know? It's like I came from here and this is all I know. This is all the things I've seen is all I know. So you want to do more, you want to do better, but it's about believing in yourself. Can you be that? Can you be what other people see me as? So it was a point where people seen more in me than I seen in myself. There's people that, that, that seen me in a light I didn't see myself in. So 
it's a battle. It's everyday battle to overcome. It's a journey. It's a that the me with my mental health, with my fitness, with my health, and and just getting all these things right. It's a battle with them to to fix me because it's it's a battle of me versus me at the end of the day, right? I'm not battling nobody else. I'm not I'm not going against Joe Blow. I'm not going against. I'm not trying to keep up with the Johnson. I'm, I'm, it's a battle of me versus me, and that's the only way to conquer that is to be the best version of me and to better myself as me. So it's a battle. And to let go of all the things and overcome this. Hmm. Oh yeah, it's all about we. What we are doing today uh, that is going to influence what we are going to become tomorrow. It's not where you are. We are. You are coming from. You may be from the streets. You may be from a uh, some exactly. village somewhere in the jungles. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it's all a struggle. It's all yeah. a struggle. Life is struggle. This is not just. And don't think I'm just, I just wrote this book for people in the streets. This is for people to understand and hopefully we could get a healing process going. Like, like to understand, like I've had people reach out for me from Kansas to tell me what this book, they've never been in the streets and tell me what, how this book inspired them. So this book is not just for people who's been in the streets. It's for people to help understand because they may have somebody going through, you may be battling an addiction. You may be battling something that's hard to get over. So it's not, like I said, it's not just for people in the streets. This is just my journey to tell you how I deal with my healing process to help you heal hmm. and, and that's very good and some of the lessons that you learned uh, maybe from the things that you share from the book what what are some of the lessons that uh, you you know that the author is i mean no the reader is going to get from you the author one of the one of the most important lessons don't make excuses okay when you start with an excuse you already failed yourself so that's that's the number one lesson you're gonna learn that I never made an excuse. I never felt sorry for myself for nothing I went through, anything I went through. I and I've always took responsibility for all my wrongdoings or whatever I did. So, you know, I'm not gonna make excuses. I don't feel sorry for myself. I didn't I didn't been homeless, I didn't slept outside, I didn't I didn't been through all these things, but I always look at me at the end of the day, what could I do different? What what can what am I doing? What am I not doing? So you, that's the number one thing you're gonna take away from this. Hmm. Well, that's cool. And at this point, I was I, I want to encourage you to keep moving. And thank you for the write, writing the book. And I have seen very many people who have come from a point that you are coming from. Some people who do not know their father or mother. Some people who are uh, mm -hmm. like one famous motivational speaker says, I was born in an abandoned building. In, <laughs> you know yeah. About. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's known as Les Brown and many other people mm -hmm. that uh, don't look at where they are coming from, but they do what they have to do right now in order that they may change their future. And this is yeah. to everyone who's listening. You've heard that. And so once you also get to read the book, it's a choice you make and you don't have to uh, use the excuses. You don't have to uh, be nobody because that's where what, what what all the people around you that's what the environment wants to preach to you that you be nobody no you don't have to take that run from jd the author and uh, no. become someone of importance live to be the best version of yourselves that's why uh, that's what we always say yes uh yeah it's been a wonderful day here with uh, jd the author discussing the book uh post traumatic oh sorry <laughs>
<laughs> I kind of yes, that's post-traumatic uh, post stress disorder, and I will say again, is streets not stress disorder. Now that will always remind us uh, anytime that I come across that uh, famous term, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, there is a streets disorder somewhere that I must read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a, a good name. Yeah. Uh -huh. Thank you so much. Thank you yes. so much. Um. What what's in the future for you? What's in the future? Well, to release more books, to continue motivational speaking, to pour into my community, to help other people get their books out. Because I want my company. There's there's a lot of people with a voice that 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 can't that won't be heard. So my my job is to find those voices and put a spotlight on them. Remind us your uh, company. You have a website. Your company name, please. Um, Visionary King Publishing. Um, the website is under the make. I just took it down. The website for everything it was uh -huh. actually it was up, but it just came down. Um, so it will be back up soon. It will, everything will be back up and running soon. It's having maintenance done to it. Visionary. It's getting updated. Um, Visionary King Publishing. Visionary King Publishing to whoever is listening because this this video or this audio may stay for days to come. Go look for that website and uh, follow up with JD, the author. As for the book, we are going to share the link to the book because you can buy it from Amazon. And uh, yeah, uh, anytime that you have an opportunity, go and get the book. It's, it's um everywhere books are sold actually on um, Walmart.com, is um BarnesandNobles.com. It's everywhere books are sold. Um, and and I, I have another website coming for the book. It was on jdauthor.com. Like I said, that website is getting maintenance. But there's a website coming for the book that should be launching any day now that's going to be just for the book. So that you'll be able to order your physical copies. It'll be able, you'll have, you had the option to have it signed, or you could just order the copy for $15, or you get it for $20 that comes signed. Oh, that's cool. So for those who are listening on Facebook, you can always connect with uh, JD, the author, and uh, get to know when you can get to sign or order the book from the website so that it comes signed by the author, JD, the author. Yeah, anything that you want to say before we are through? Yeah, um, I just want to say that believe in yourself, that anything is possible, that regardless of what, no matter who doubts you, no matter, as long as you believe, you can get it done. If you believe in yourself, you can get it done. If you believe in yourself, you can get it done. And it doesn't matter from where you're coming from. That's a reminder. Mm -hmm. Another reminder, go and get the book. It's very easy to remember. Every time you see PSTD, Remember that that means post-traumatic streets disorder. disorder. <laughs> but exactly. it just otherwise known yeah. as AD, the author. Yes, it's been a wonderful time here. And uh, it's a question are... in a chat. I see a question in a chat. Oh yeah, we can take uh, uh, that question coming from K Lady, and K Lady is asking, "Do you have any merchandise?" Yeah, there are um, shirts to go with the book. Um, they're gonna be posted soon. There's gonna be more shirts coming. I had shirts, they sold out. So there's gonna be more shirts coming. That, that goes with the book. 
Wow, that's beautiful. And thank you, uh, Kay lady. We thank you. And every other person who may be watching and hasn't commented, I see we have uh, a like, some likes on Facebook and elsewhere people are watching. Some does, that don't, just don't comment, but uh, we appreciate every feedback that we get. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, remember to send us uh, your feedback. Thank you very much. And uh, that's just about it from us today at Book Talk at Book Place. And it's been with it's been me, your author. I mean, your host, Anthony Morori, and the author, our guest. That's the book that is authored. Go and get it. And Go get yeah. your copy. Get Number your one on copy. Amazon. Get your copy. Get your copy. <laughs> so that's just about it for today. And um, being your host, Andrew Nimerore, together with JD, the author, we are saying bye for now. Peace.